The following episode contains explicit language, violence, and scenes of suicidal violence. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. And Ruby, how does this problem typically make you feel? And you are in the office of Dr. David Bellum. Yeah, you're in the office of Dr. David Bellum in downtown Riverside. Well, you tell me what all you've filled Dr. Bellum in on. Dr. Bellum knows that Ruby has an interesting life. More thinking about how filmmaking is interesting. Doesn't know she's a superhero. Ruby has to come up with a lot of metaphors. Hey, Jack. Ruby, Brock, Yardak, I didn't want to talk about this here, but I just didn't know... You know, when else, when would be a good time? I didn't want to ambush you if you came to the, came to the pub, but... What's going on? You said Austin's dead, right? Austin is dead. Dead, dead this time. Yeah, I, I know that that has to be so confusing. I personally made sure that, that he was actually cremated this time. That's not my meaning here. I just, uh... What is your meaning, bud? Well, you know Bill and Maury. They, they come into the bar. They're always, you know, talking shit about mob and and you know they used to talk about hornet and uh well they came in this morning yammering on and one of them told me he saw hornet told me he saw hornet last night yeah as you enter it doesn't appear to be much different than its previous incarnation large leftover automotive equipment lines the edges of the room uh there is a distinct spot for bodega and cafe in the corner and what looks to be an office space that's converted into a bedroom on one end, but the vast center of the building is pretty much empty. All right, with me into the office. Yeah, I look up. Do you mean your bedroom? No, just follow me. As Laserhawk flips the switch, uh, you suddenly feel a rumble as the floor in the center of the room begins to split open. Backs against the walls, trust me. Oh? It reveals another room area beneath with a ramp and stairs leading down to a more elaborate command center. Lights flicker on, revealing computers, forensic equipment, and a workout bench. It's data cracking. It's not about this new guy. And it's a bunch of images of a, of a group. They're all wearing, like, Halloween masks. This is the Halloween gang. They've been making their way all up and down the Midwest, up the north northeast. They'll hit a couple banks at a time. They've been hard to track. Happened to catch this image that matched with an image from the previous town. They're on their, they're on their way into Riverside. As the figure is on the ground... From the places where they were hit, there is a bit of uh, sparks kind of coming out on the shoulder and on the and on the leg. And uh, you suddenly hear, you sons of bitches. And all of a sudden it just click. Ah, oh, damn. You took out the voice modulator. It's a woman's voice. standing outside of the North End branch of the First National Bank of Riverside. The Halloween gang took off, but you were able to disable the faux hornet. Their suit was damaged in the attack. The voice modulator broke, revealing a feminine voice. What do you do next? Who the hell are you? Have we taken our mask off yet? No, they are on the ground, their suit sparked a few times, and the voice modulator died out. Oh, well, I'm gonna rip the mask off this fucking Scooby-Doo villain. Let's see who the creeper really is, gang. Roll an agility check. Alright, give me two shakes for lamb's tail. Alright, I have a plus one to agility. I'm feeling fucking great about this. Holy shit, first rolls on that 20. 21 altogether. Oh wow, I'm not even gonna bother. <laughs> they try to wrestle away from your grasp, but with their suit and themselves kind of being disabled, they are not they are not able to get away, and you are able to successfully unmask this thorn in your side. And it's Shauna fucking Ortega, isn't it? Do we recognize her at all? You don't recognize her at all. Uh, she is a young black woman. Uh, her hair is tightly pulled back. And she is still, even though you got the mask off, she is kind of like struggling to get away. But it appears with the suit turned off, she is not moving very well. 
And I repeat, who the hell are you? I think that it's time for the first one of the season. Can I roll an- No, this is the second one of the season, I think. Can I roll an intimidation check regardless? Yeah. Just want to appear tough. Uh, it's a plus 15, so that's a 30 altogether. Yeah, you you succeed. What are you doing to intimidate? So I'm gonna crouch down, kind of grab her by the collar, get real close to her. Ma'am, you're impersonating one of my friends who I watched die twice. I'm not happy. My friends aren't happy. Now, I am going to ask you a series of very basic questions, and you are going to give me a series of very basic answers. Do we have an understanding? And she looks a little taken aback. Died twice? What the hell are you talking about? Who the hell are you? I don't gotta tell you shit. Spark! Who the hell are you? Yeah, when you're violently taking over the identity of my dead friend, I'm allowed a couple fucking questions. It doesn't matter who I am. What do you want? Yeah, you mean who I am. You're impersonating <laughs> my dead friend. Fuck you. I'll start swinging. I don't give a fuck. I got the whole evening. My name is Regina. Regina. There we go. Now, Regina, would you like to explain why you are impersonating the Hornet? Please. And she kind of looks around, she's like, Not here, I wouldn't. Where would you like to discuss it? I can be accommodable if you're willing to work with me. I don't know, big guy. Somewhere that's just not in the center of the street. You know, flat on my back. I'm gonna look over at Yarnak and say, Hey, can you get her pointing to Ruby up? I mean, I don't really have any sort of- It's like we're not near any big body of water right now. Can I Pulsar Pogo three people at once up? No. Well, I don't want to make trips. She'll get away. I mean, what are you trying to do? I don't know. I figured if we jumped up on the rooftop, we're not in the middle of the street. Bit more private. Is my van here? Yeah, you did bring the van. Also, I will just point out that, like, Ruby has definitely, like, gotten herself up on the rooftops on her own before. I can make a ladder. That's a good fucking point. Remember we ha the one time you made stairs? You just kept making stairs as you walked? Yeah. I forget that Ruby's low-key the most OP out of us. Her power is essentially a variable. I just don't play her insanely, so... Okay, uh, in that case, I'm going to look at Regina and say, Is the top of a rooftop fine, or should we find a confessional? She rolls her eyes. Fine. Roof is fine. I'm gonna look over at Ruby. You can get you two up, right? Yeah. I'm gonna look at Regina. I'm gonna need you to trust me for this next part. I'm gonna kind of fireman scooper and jump up. You say that, and then she's like, wait, what? And then you're already in the air. Rigor mortis isn't the right word, but she seems to be kind of locked uh, in place. I, um, start making stairs, and, uh, we just, we just kind of, like, stroll on up. Oh god, can you make it look like the first stage of Donkey Kong? Sorry. Ruby would totally do that. So, alright, so you're on top of the roof, I assume, like, the roof of the bank, even. Uh, yeah, just whatever's the tallest roof I can get to. And I'm gonna sit her in, like, a comfortable seated position to kind of show, like, hey, I'm not gonna stand over you ready to punch. And I make a chair for her to sit in. She kind of points to her back, and now that you've kind of, like, getting a closer look at her, there's, like, a disc on her back. She's like, can you just, can you just press, press inward on this disc? I do so. Don't do it. Oh. Brandon already said that they were going to do it. It's okay. If she tries anything, I'll punch her in the temple. Basically, when you press the disc, the rigor mortis, like, let's go. Like, she's not moving, but she's not stuck in place. Now, I'm going to assume that since you can move, you're not going to try anything. I know when I've been had. So what's the gimmick? The what now? You're dressed up like my friend, pretending to be my friend. What gives? Yeah, I'm not taking too kindly to the going real violent while pretending to be my friend, either. I mean, not that it's out of character, we just don't appreciate it. <laughs> he was not- he was never that violent. So you, you knew the real deal, didn't you? Yes. I gotta point to Ruby and Yardak. Those two especially. And then I point to Laserhawk and I said, and he has his dog. I do. That makes her cock an eyebrow. 
He died saving my life. Making sure his memory is preserved correctly is slightly important to me. So you might understand how we might have got off on the wrong foot here. I know you got questions for me, but you said died twice? Look, once we know we can trust you a little more, I'll be happy to tell you the whole damn story, but you've got a few more questions you gotta answer. Uh, Rachel has a continuity question. Other civilians saw the zombies, right? Yes. Remember when there were zombies? Oh, no, I think I- yes, I remember there were zombies. Well, I'm guessing at least you didn't have- a good friend you thought was fucking cremated come back and try to kill you. Got me there. So anyways, you know a whole lot about us now. <laughs> we still don't know what your deal is. And I think in Ruby's mind, she was hoping if I tell her, like, if I give her a little bit, maybe she'll give me a little bit. Fingers crossed. Can I say something like something similar, but use a persuasion role? I was like, look, we're being open with you. Behoove you to be open with us. Roll that persuasion check. <laughs> 20, and I have six in persuasion. That's two d20s to start our session, okay. I say I'm going to try not to roll until I need it, so hopefully I still got one in this bitch. You know, I don't understand sometimes how people don't put two and two together. She gestures towards you, Laserhawk. You show up, and suddenly you're all over the north end, and Hornet's appearing here and there, but not really making many waves anymore. And then I start thinking, wait, we got this other one here who's, like, making illusions and stuff. And I knew he was gone, but I didn't think he was dead. I didn't know him. You know, I guess the real him. I grew up in the North End, and I knew people always talked about Hornet. And then when I realized he was gone, I just felt like something was missing. All these scumbags and lowlifes getting away with things. And I don't trust, you know, heroes that save the city to really be worried as much about a little, little section of town like this. I'd like to sit down beside her and uh, try and give her the dad talk. I wish I had the balls to give my kid. <laughs> Would you like to know what makes us better than them. We don't stoop to their level. I will happily shatter a man's nose if I feel like he is a threat to anyone else around him. I'm not gonna hospitalize a regular dude. I'm not gonna maim him to where he will never be the same again. Because then... How am I different from a guy like Midnight Hydra? How am I different from The Machinist or Crystal Tiger? I'm not. Laserhawk, make a perception check. That's an unnatural 20. So you were like, you know, kind of kneeling down, giving her the dad talk, and suddenly she looks up and she's twirling uh, your phone in her fingers. It's a nice phone. She's not, like, turning it on or looking at it, but she's just playing with it, rolling it back and forth between her fingers. Thank you. I just got it. I had a flip phone before that. I'd be really sad if I had to go back to that flip phone. And she finishes flipping it, and she holds it out to you. Thank you. D did you do anything to it, or were you just trying to show off? No, I just got tired of dad talk. All right. I'm fast. I'm not that fast. She kind of, like, clicks her arms and, like, slips out the suit. She's not out out of it. It's almost like a mechanic suit. Like, now it's just kind of, like, around her waist. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what do you want? I figured you didn't go to all this trouble. You didn't interrupt what I was doing to, you know, give me a little pep talk. Well, for starters, I want you to quit impersonating my dead friend. We're all kind of trying to get over that. Or at least, if you're going to take up his mantle, you could at least try and respect his memory. I'm going to point to Ruby. Yes, perfect, which leads me to my second point. I would like you to stop using people's limbs like popsicle sticks. <laughs> I don't know if you've realized this, 
But since that whole zombie incident, we kinda had to fight to clean up our image a little bit. People are a little sour on the whole power thing, maybe not helping the public image. You dig? Yeah, we don't need some Red Scare McCarthyism shit going on. And third, I'd like to help you. I don't know if, uh, you realize this about you, kid. You're green as grass, but you got potential. Aw, shucks, really? <laughs> Look, he's not a sentimental dude. He actually gives a shit. Aw, shucks, thanks. Forgive me, I didn't come out here looking for a mentor and a friend group. Yeah, forgive me, I didn't come out here looking for a pain in my ass yet. Here we are, kid. She gives, like, a little bow. <laughs> I give a curtsy in return. You both are sitting. <laughs> I kind of, like, lean back to Yardak and just go, What the fuck is happening? This is some fucked up Huxtable shit that's turning left. Uh, what's happening is that you guys got to save a villain. I want to save a villain, goddammit. <laughs> what villain did we save? Ulfric! Ulric! Why is there an F in there? Get that F out of your mouth. Ulric was never a villain. He just had a symptom that he could not control. Uh, yeah, and so does this chick. And her problem is that she likes to break femurs. That's a choice. So right now, these two are having a, a, a being mocking towards each other a little bit. Yeah, at this point, I'm getting ready for having a teenager eventually. But I want to cut in with, instead of all this, like, talking in circles things, be like, all right, can we just not be a dick? Hornet has an image, heroes have an image. You're kind of messing with the flow of that. And I don't feel like you're going to want to have to have issues with us. Fine. You want me to cut back? I'll cut back. But I don't need, I don't need you up in my business. Just don't look like Hornet. Pick a different insect. <laughs> May I suggest caterpillars? They're scarier than you think. Fine, you want me to cut back, be a little nicer to criminal scum? Uh, you want me not to, to what did you say, popsicle sticks? Fine, fine. Fuck them up all day long, I don't give a shit about that, just, my god. Okay, I kind of do. I'm indifferent. Uh, treat people like people. You want to shake on it? That's a trick. Actually, yes. Uh, it's the start of a beautiful friendship. So you hear, like, the sirens are coming, because, you know, there was a bunch of gunfire happening not too long ago. She slips back on the suit, and you hear, like, a ch- and then, like, a slight whirring sound as she, like, gets back up and she shakes your hand. Regina, you're gonna roll your fucking eyes when I say this, but you need anything. You can get a hold of me. You become a problem, I'll get a hold of you. And she does indeed roll her eyes. If you had to guess, she's in her, like, late teens, early 20s. Yeah, yeah, she seems like enough of a punk ass to be around that age. It's, I'm guessing, like, younger than Ruby, though, right? How old is Ruby now? I need to do the math on that. Oh, God, yeah. Laserhawk's almost 40. And Yardak is, like, almost 300, but we're not going to think too much about that. No, I'm only 225. She uh, kind of turns her head towards the sirens, and she says, Well, that's my cue to leave. Probably for the best. Hasta la bye-bye. She just kind of runs and jumps and goes straight down the side of the building into an alleyway. Yeah, as soon as she's out of earshot, I'm going to turn to Ruby and Yardak. She's going to be pain in our ass, calling it now. Oh, yeah. God, I hope my kid's not like that. When was the last time you talked to him? Well, you wouldn't know. I shoot Yardak a dirty look before I look at Ruby, and I'm like, about a week ago. I mean, we've texted since, but probably about a week since we talked. Better than I thought. Good job. Fully meaning it, it like caps him on the shoulder. So yeah, you hear the sirens getting closer. So we probably gotta deal with that, huh? Do we? I mean, like the police know who we are. We can just be like, yeah, we took care of your little problem. She ran though. Will they be mad that we let her get away? Oh god, what happened to those Halloween bastards? There we go. I was wondering. I was like, y'all are really focused on the person who didn't shoot the place up. What did happen to those? When you jumped down to disabled Regina. They got in their van and took off. Oh, yeah, fuck. We should probably find them, huh? <sighs> probably. God, I got so distracted by fake Hornet. Fornit, if you will. This is all, I mean, what? That whole conversation was probably ten minutes, maybe, so. Police have arrived on the scene. No, uh, there's no officers or detectives that you recognize, though. Oh, God, I really don't want to talk to them. I actually don't want to. I want to just go look for them. But I feel like it'll be sus if we don't. I mean, all we got, like, if anybody would ever say anything, it's like, we went after them? 
I love the idea of three superheroes on the rooftop legitimately having a conversation with God, I just don't want to deal with the fucking cops tonight. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, this is the most realistic part of any superhero media I've ever been a part of or consumed. Rufus is tired. She had therapy earlier. Or was that yesterday? She's still raw from therapy. Saw someone dressed up like her dead friend who had already come back from the dead once. Oh, yeah, she said when she slipped the suit back on, she also put the mask back on. I guess I'm gonna drop down and talk to the cops. I'll bite the bullet this time. Uh, I can go down in a sec. You just, you get down there faster than I do. Alright. Boing. I kind of like the idea that he just boings out of nowhere. They're all like, ah! Oh, yeah, you arrive down there, and they're like, Laserhawk, good to have you on the scene. Pleasure. Sorry we couldn't bag the bad guys this time. Can you uh, tell us a bit about what happened here? Are you familiar with the Halloween gang? Is anybody? <laughs> Is anybody? I would hope a detective would be. If anyone's gonna know, I figure it's gonna be them. It's not like the falafel guy on the corner. Uh, yeah, heard of them. Bank robbers, right? Well, we are at a bank, so put that together, cop. Shut up, you're still on the roof. <laughs> She's yelling it from the top. But Ruby has just slowly started walking down her stairs. Group of them tried to rob this place, and, uh, the Hornet showed up. Hornet? He hasn't been seen in quite a while, has he? I suppose calling him the Hornet isn't exactly right. Look, it's been a confusing night, bud. I- When the Hornet was more active, I worked with him quite a bit, and from fighting style, I believe a new person has taken up the mantle, is my my theory. So now there's two Hornets going around, hmm. Sure. Their methods were different and a little more violent to the fact we kind of had to pull them off of the gang. And they ended up getting away, but uh, otherwise you would have seen a, maybe some bodies or something. Or at least people go into critical care. Okay, we will uh, we'll get the scene you know, locked down here. Uh, do we know which way they're going? They got in a van. Did I happen to... I didn't know if the guy looked at the van's, like, license plate, right? It was probably stolen. We're also like a very generic white van, nothing really special about it. Uh, you did not take notice of anything about the license plate. Well, fuck. Yeah, they got in the most generic-looking van I've ever seen and fucked off to who knows where. We were kind of busy with Farnet. Farnet? Farnet? Faux Hornet. That had nothing to do with Brock. That was all Brandon forgetting how the English language worked for a minute. Okay, well, we'll be on the lookout if, uh, if you hear anything. We know where to call. Yeah, I see any white vans going real fast, I guess. Oh, yes, it's really great if the cops just pull over every white van. <laughs> Nothing bad could happen. Why do you think the police would just, like, pull people over without cause? Can I make a red card to say, like, it didn't have plates? Uh, you can use your hero point. No, whatever. I don't. I don't. That seems like something silly to use my hero point on. But yeah. Also, if you see anything, let let us know. And I give him my visual aid phone number. I go. What's your name again, Officer? Officer Curtis. Visual Ruby takes visual aid's phone out. So for like, got a first name? Richard. Wait, is that it? That's someone's name, isn't it? Shit, is Richard Curtis a real name? I don't. All right, fine. We're changing. Curtis is now his first name. Weathers is his last name. What do y'all want to do? Well, I mean, we gotta track down these midnight- or Jesus, not midnights, Halloween gang. The Halloween homies. So, probably the best course of action for Laserhawk to take would be to head back to the Laser Hut and use my Laser Hut technology to find me some bad guys. Okay, so that's- you're doing that now? Uh, I mean, unless we got a better idea. Works for me. That works for me. What time is it in the game? It's going to be, like, 8 p.m. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to turn to Ruby and Yardak and... Alright, well, we don't really have any leads on these guys. I figure that there's got to be some closed camera footage around. I could probably get back to the laser hut, look up what I can find, and we can go from there. And I just point at my van and go, need a ride? I want him to go, nope, and then just boing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, but fuck it, I'm trying to be more social. And I just go to Yardak. Wanna come? Road trip. We get in the van, and uh, Ruby turns on the latest Taylor Swift re-recording. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Laserhawk and I just share a look in the rearview mirror. Ruby gives no shits. 
But then I look back again and I see Laserhawk mouthing every single word. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> All right. You make it back to the uh, Laser Hut without issue. It's a pretty quiet night in Riverside. Aside from, you know, the... All the shooting. Well, the shooting and the and the bank robbers and the merciless hero. You know, besides. You know, pretty quiet for Riverside. Hero in quotations. You make it back to the Laser Hut without issue. And what are you trying to do? I assume that I have some kind of algorithm that can kind of check uh, closed camera footage around the city, so I'm going to look at whatever cameras were nearby at the time that we were there and see if I can get an idea of where the van was headed, see if they have some kind of secret hideout or something I could go punch up. Ruby is playing with Bodega and Cafe. As Laser Hulk does his thing, we're just going to be rolling around on the ground with the dogs. Until I'm needed. At such time, I will probably pick up one dog and bring it with. But I love the idea of Yardak is, like, making a small water ball that they're chasing. Yes. Let's make a technology check, then. Or, actually, an investigation check from Laser Hulk in this case. What kind of check do we do to play with the dog? 24. It's a 19 plus 5. Yeah, you're able to access, like, CCTV cameras from a few places for a little while. You eventually lose track of them, like, with other traffic and uh, other things going on, because, you know, it wasn't that late at night. And so you can kind of tell that they're heading further north towards towards the power plant and Harland Hills, which is, like, the farming area north of the city. But last you saw of them, they were still in the north end, just heading in that northward direction. Is there a possible angle that I can see the van at where I can get an idea of what the plates are? Roll a perception check. That's not terrible. 18? Oh, yeah, you can definitely tell that they are uh, Michigan plates. Can I run them? Can you run the plates? Yeah, see if anything comes up on them. I don't know, it's kind of the best lead we got right now. Yeah, they are registered to a Bill Praxton. Bill Praxton. Uh, From Highwind City. Me. When you run the name and you just find out, like, former military, but you're not able to get, like, a lot of information post-military life. Is that one of them that didn't steal a van? Idiots. It's your brother's actual van to the heist. <laughs> Dumbass. I kind of hope that's what happened. Okay, and running information on him, I'm not able to really find anything on what he's been up to lately. Former army, honorably discharged about a year ago. Okay, uh, can I find anything on, like, the regiment he was with? Does anything look in particularly familiar? No, not, I mean, nothing familiar to you. I know, like, your character also has a military background, but he's just, uh, decorated. Okay, I just wanted to make sure this wasn't gonna be another occasion of something from my past coming back to haunt me. Yeah, other than being from Highwind, there is not a direct connection to you. That you, that you're, that you, you, you entered your mind palace and didn't find anything. Okay, thank God, that's a huge fucking relief for once. Alright, I guess I'm gonna go relay the information I've acquired. Yeah, I head to where Yarnak and Ruby are. The van was in a dude's name named Billy Praxton, former military, honorably discharged about a year ago, couldn't find jack shit about the guy afterward. They could've stole the car. I find that highly unlikely that they used a car registered in one of their own names to commit a robbery, but who knows, maybe we got lucky and we're dealing with idiots today. I mean, he was military and was honorably discharged. You think the VA is actually going to take care of him? I thought you were about to use it as a military dig, Yarnak. We were about to have words. A, a VA dig is very much allowed. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Why do you think I'm a fucking vigilante? I'm not getting any benefits. The thing I go to immediately is, can we stalk any kind of social media he has to see what his, who his friends are? If you look up the name on social, you see a few pictures from when he first got out, like celebrating with his friends. Are there any people that look like a wife or like a significant other that we could like try to reach out to? Maybe he got like a baby mama. Just pictures with his buddies, like, you know, a couple things like celebrating. They got they all got discharged. And then the last post is lost my job. Oh, well, motivation. Do we know where? Wait, do we know what that job was? I swear to God, if he worked at fucking Red Crystal International, I'm blowing that goddamn building up myself. You're really upset that he got fired from Red Crystal International, is that what you're saying? If he got fucking fired, from, if, if it's Red Crystal International again, that's fucking causing some hoo-ha bullshit, I swear to God. I will Megasonic Missile that bitch to the ground. I didn't have a specific plan, but you know what, he lost, his, his, he lost it from a factory that belonged to Wagner Industries. Okay, you know what, at least it's not fucking Red Crystal International, I'll take it. 
Just a reminder, Tristan Wagner was one of the founders of Red Crystal International. (laughs) Motherfucker! I mean, like, I know what I want to do from here, but I feel like Let Me Call Git is becoming the new Let's Call Union, but I don't know what else to do. Does it say, like, his uh, if his car's registered and you can see that, it should say where the address is that it's registered to. It's registered to Highwind. Oh. And these guys have been these guys have been making their way like from Highwind more and more east and north. Yeah, presumably they're on some douchebag road trip. I'm texting Kit. Fuck this. <laughs> All right, what are you asking, Mr. Kit Deckard, aka Data Kraken? Hate to bug you again so soon, Kraken, but I got a license plate in a dangerous ass gang here, and I could really use your help trying to track these guys down further. I figured out that it's this guy. He used to work at this place. Basically give him what information I have and ask if he can work his data cracking magic from there. And he texts back, a little busy right now, Balea, but I'll get to it as soon as I can. Appreciate you as always, Kraken. You know I knew. Anything else for the night? Not that I can think of. Should probably start planning out a Christmas gift for Kraken with how much I've been asking his help, but other than that, I'm probably just gonna patrol the north side. If you guys want to crash here and hang out with the dogs, feel free. Otherwise, slumber party. Ruby just makes a couple sleeping bags to go slumber party. They're not like the world's best sleeping bags, but that's yeah, fine. This is the world's best warehouse, <laughs> except it is because there's two dogs in it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I will just have you do another investigation check. Uh, who's that directed to? You, the only person who's not in a sleeping bag. I just wanted to be sure. I don't know. Maybe you thought that my living conditions were really, really shitty, which would be accurate, but I digress. 23. Yes. For your investigation, you are able to meet back up, actually, with the police back at the bank scene. And they weren't able to gather a ton, but they were able to give you, like, some uh, samples that they found from where the, the tire tracks, like some soil and stuff. They had enough that they were able to give you some to maybe try and do your own investigation as well. They mostly were collecting it for evidence. Dope. I'm giving them the plate. You give them the plate. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give them the plates, and, uh, I guess just keep up with my night watch. I don't sleep. Yeah, nothing nothing eventful happens. Well, fuck. Guess I come back in the morning trying to be quiet so I don't wake my friends nor my dogs. I get back into the laser hut and I start running tests on this dirt. I am asleep and I am cuddling Bodega as I sleep. Good. Good, he likes cuddles. What about Yardak? Oh, completely starfished, mouth open, sawing wood. I, I want to say the other dog is laying on top of Yardak. Yeah. Can I say that I texted Bethany that I wasn't coming home? Damn it, that's what I was going to say. You're going to wake up to some panic texts from Bethany and from Rickard, who says Bethany message that she didn't know where you were. Because uh, w- I was going to say that after he was doing his night thing, and then you were then you just went before I could, and I was like, I know what you're going to do. Yeah, so you wake up, you successfully message Bethany. <laughs> I, I assume, Laserhawk, do you sleep? Does Brock Belay sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I'm down running tests in my lab. Okay. Uh, you run the tests, and you're able to actually figure out that it's specifically sediment from just outside of town. We were talking about Harland Hills earlier. It's like near near the farmland. And roll me another investigation check. So at this moment, that laser hawk's going to start judging Kit less for being a dork, because I didn't think that was going to fucking work. 19. So yeah, through your investigation, you determine that there is only one motel on that part of town that would meet these uh, sediment requirements. And again, I am amazed that anything actually came up. I'm going to brew some coffee for my friends because I'm in a good mood now. All right, roll for coffee. Roll for coffee. <laughs> You're not going to believe me in that fucking 20. All right, it's great coffee. I'm going to roll a one for, like, all my combat encounters tonight. Yeah, probably. Good luck with that. Um, I mean, like, if you guys don't wake up pleasantly, I'm going to fuck with you. Ah, oh, stretches arms. <laughs> I say, good morning, Bodega. And I give Bodega some scritchy scratches. All right. Um, Bodega is goes up two points of friendship. Two <laughs> points of friendship. I imagine that you guys are, like, in my proper little sleeping area. 
Yeah. No, it makes sense. So in my head, I imagine that there's a gigantic hole in the wall between there and the kitchen. So I just sort of poke my head through the like a doorway or like one of those windows. Uh, no, I mean like a hole in the wall. This is an abandoned old factory. There's probably a couple holes in the wall, right? Oh, so you actually mean like a hole, like a hole that's not supposed to be there, as opposed to like. Yes. Okay. I poke my head through the hole in the wall with two cups of coffee. Good morning. Put them down on the table. Got a lead. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, thank you. And I reach reach over and give the other dogs some thrifty scratches. Good shit. Better pet my dogs. Yeah, I uh, ran some tests on some dirt that was actually found at the scene yesterday, and wouldn't you fucking know it, it actually pulled up an address. I think I narrowed it down to a hotel they might be holed up at. I'm sorry, wait, did they actually use their own van? Man, I don't fucking know. I just tested some dirt and it actually worked. I don't, like, I mean, it's convenient when the criminals are stupid, but I am judging them. Oh, you and I both. (laughs) Are you kidding me? They came into my city. After already being in my city, they should have known what would happen. I will say, uh, Criminals from your city tend to be a little easier to deal with than criminals from his city, and I point at Yardek. It's not even a fair comparison. His city has wizards. No, we're not wizards. We're water weavers. You found out about this very secret, not secret motel. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm planning on crashing the party. Let's go give them some room service. Ruby, you done? Yep. Let's boogie onward, chief. Hey there, everyone's favorite dysfunctional fictional father, Pope Brandon Brownson here, with a product that will change your life. That's right, I've got a new album out. Uh-oh is a 12-track album that covers a wide range of genres, from synthwave to hip-hop to heavy metal, and it even includes a few songs that you've heard right here on the podcast. You can listen to tracks such as Peep This Creep From The Deep, Sample The Dog, Defenders of Riverside, and more. So what are you waiting for? Uh-oh is available on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, Pandora, it's even on Deezer. Whatever the hell that is. So go check it out. Right after the episode's done, of course. Speaking of, take it away, RC. Hey everyone, hope you are loving this new season. Based on the feedback we've gotten so far, it would seem so. That being said, please reach out, social media at MayhemCast, reviews on Podchaser, even emails to gm at masksandmayhem.com. We like knowing what would make the show better and more accessible to listen to. Let's get back to the game. It's early in the morning, and what time is it that would you say that you've woken up? I don't know, that's up to these bums. I mean, he was complaining that it was almost noon. (laughs) I was kidding, if it's actually almost noon, fair enough, but... I don't know, I want to say it's like 9? 9 o'clock seems like a good time to bust some ass. Good time, and they're probably still sleeping. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, they're in a gang, they're not waking up till fucking noon. Let's get in the van, everybody. Meet me, zoom. Let's go serve up some brunch. On the menu today are knuckle sandwiches and mimosas. So how are you getting to uh, this motel? I mean, I'll hop in the van. Since people were rolling their eyes about Taylor Swift, I'll put some Lady Gaga on this time. But you make your way north. It's kind of rush hour, you know, people heading to work and stuff, so it's a little bit slow. Uh, You're able to get to the motel. There's not, there's a couple cars there, but you do distinctly notice a familiar white van. Hey. Well, how do we want to play this? We would draw attention if we ask, like, what room is the people in that white van staying in? But also, we can't just, like, bust down doors. (laughs) I just go over my face and put my mask on. I guess we could ask nicely. Well, if uh, you want to pop into the office and ask around, I can make sure no one tries to make an escape. How big is, um... Yeah, what's the layout of this hotel? I'm imagining it's like a Holiday Inn or some shit where it's like just a line of... It's a line, it's two stories, so there's like, you know, some up top, some on the bottom, and it's kind of L-shaped. I have an idea, and I go, well, I can make sure they don't have a way to get away, and I make a needle, and I pop their tire. I like you, Ruby. You're alright. 
But yeah, if you want to go ask the main office, I can double make sure they don't get out. I just love the idea of that's on, like, camera somewhere. Someone's like, these visual aids just, like, randomly pop someone's tire. <laughs> I just go, you're not coming to me. People are always charmed by you. That's my beauty. I mean, just because I'm going to be outside standing guard for a minute while this is happening, do you want me to roll a perception check real quick to see if I completely screw the pooch, or am I in a good position? You know, I guess more like V-shape this building and like it's a two stories of hotel rooms on either or motel rooms on either side with the office space in the very center you know on the first floor okay so you're able to get a pretty good view of the place and all of the rooms also because you can see this coming around have a deck on the back of them oh of course they do okay convenient all right well i guess i'm gonna be mindful of that thinking this i can jump over the building easily haha <laughs> just boinging back and forth Totally inconspicuous. <laughs> Looks like a fucking game of Pong. I, I go into the office thing. Is there someone at the front desk? Uh, yeah. There's like a young kid. He looks uh late teens, and he's just kind of sitting at the counter, flipping through a magazine. I softly knock. I assume there's like glass or something. Yeah, there's like glass in, in front. Um, it also it also has one of those signs that says safe never contains more than like two hundred and twenty dollars. I uh, softly knock on the glass to get his attention. He's like slightly startled. He's like, oh, hi. Welcome to Motel Riverside. How how can I help you? I love that he gave that casual, like, generic response to obviously visual lame. Yeah. That's what I wanted to make sure. I was like, I don't look like Ruby, right? No, this guy just fucking hates his job. I was like, I don't know if you uh, recognize the two of us. He looks down. He's actually reading the magazine. He's reading actually is an article about the two of you. Hey. Very obviously joking. Want a signature? Um, and he just kind of, he kind of leans in and whispers, is, is, is there some shit that's about to go down? Maybe. Should I, should, I, should I move my bike? Probably. And then I put out, and I was like, the people in the white van, did they just show up last night? Uh, I think they've, they've been here for a few days. Haven't been causing any trouble. Nice guys. Uh, maybe just around the motel. Nice that they're not rude to, to employees of the hotel, though. But, you know, they might be involved in some stuff. Boing, they're douchebags, boing. Well, I don't know if it's like professional for me to be like, they're fucking bag robbers. Potential suspects. Yeah, the potential suspects in something. Could we maybe learn, like, what room they're in? Or do, do I need to make, like, a persuasion roll for that? I'm not really supposed to give out like, you know, customer information, like, you know, people that people that come here, you know, come to this particular location, they expect a certain level of privacy. Kid, don't make me do the very basic question thing. You won't like it when I do the very basic question thing. You're not here. We wouldn't be asking if it wasn't important. Do you think they just send an ambassador to just like any to get anybody? Okay, you don't have to tell us what room they're in. But if I say, hey, is it room one? And then we just continue. And you don't have to say anything. Just blink a couple times. <laughs> and then we'll say, like, you were really helpful in the whole endeavor. Also, you should probably move your bike. And you, Yeah. You heard there was going to be rain today, so you parked it inside. Wait, wait, I just want to take a quick poll. What kind of bike do you think this is? Schwinn. Oh, like a Huffy. I was unsure if whether he had a bicycle or a motorcycle. It's definitely got a bell. Yeah, no, he's, he said he was late teens. I don't think he has a motorcycle. I mean, dirt bike maybe, but like... Look, I don't know what it is. I just know it has a bell. I was imagining moped. Okay. Moped with a bell. Kind of comes out from behind the glass. And he looks around and he walks out. And his bike's parked like literally right out front. So he just kind of like starts wheeling it in. And he says, they're on the second floor, but right in front of their van. And then just kind of like, he hoofs it to get back in the building quicker and get behind the glass again. And then as he's going back inside, I give him a couple pats on the shoulder and I say, good chap. But he does reach out. He goes, could you sign this, though? <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. And I sign it. I, I assume I have like a visual aid signature. I was, was going to say, like, you can't just write. You accidentally just write Ruby Lawson. Ruby has three. Ruby has three signatures. She has like a bank signature, her Ruby, the director signature and a visual aid signature. So what do you do next? And I go, uh, you know, then, you know, I'm going to turn back. I said, are there a lot of other people in the motel that we should, like, move to safety? How how, how full is the place? He kind of looks around. He's like, no, none of the hourlies are here. Oh, 
that none of them are here. If anyone comes in with anyone, uh, maybe tell them to not right now. Like, I'm gonna try to handle this peacefully, but... We've got Laserhawk outside, so... But sometimes things happen. Because of Laserhawk. I mean, there's water damage is a thing, too. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that would really fuck up a hotel. Be careful. Be careful, Yarnak. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for your help. What was your name again? Josh Dickerson. I have a friend at a hotel whose name is Josh Dickerson. Jo- jo- Joshua uh, Dickerson? I write visually. Thanks for your help, Josh, on the magazine. Wow. We head on out. His birthday was like two days ago. That's why I did it. Aw. And I, I get Laserhawk's attention. Motel employee, the one who came out here, moved his bike inside. Set their second floor right across from the van. Awesome. They've got balconies here. If you guys handle the front, I can do the back. Was Josh wearing any kind of, like, uniform? He had, like, a striped button-up shirt on and some, some khakis. I keep my mask on, but kind of chained into... I want to knock on the door and go housekeeping. That's what's happening. Oh, if you're gonna do that, I'm totally blowing through the back the second you do. Don't, don't. I was like, maybe we should try to keep the property damage to a minimum. Yeah, this is what Ruby is like. Let's let's try to keep the property damage to the minimum. The it's not the hotel's fault that this is happening here. Uh, you guys are no fun. I'll see you in the back. I'll knock, see if I can get them to come out without being defensive at first. Garrett, like, can you come with me in case someone tries to like give me the slip? Yep. Let's go. I may be able to stay in the visual aid outfit, but they're gonna realize I'm not housekeeping real quick. <laughs> Okay, Ruby, ma- but Ruby, before she goes in, she makes two a dagger and puts it in a sheath and a sword and puts it on a sheath, and then she makes a mop and is holding it. And puts it in a sheath. <laughs> no, she's just holding the mop. Just for uh, flame attack purposes, I'm not actually going to be on the balcony. I'm going to be on the roof, ready to pounce on the balcony. Okay. And what is Yardak doing? I am, well, doors would open out. Doors open inward, typically, for, uh... For hotels. So I'm going to stand, like, off to the side, like, enough to where I can't be seen, but, like, that way I can go. Okay. Housekeeping! Yes, sir. Ugh. Go go away. Come back later. And he cracks the door open. He says, if you knock on that door one more time, I swear to God. And I go, but I need to clean. (laughs) And he sees you, and he closes the door. Okay, I would like to use a hero point as a reaction. I would like to, like, shove the mop between the door before, before he can close it. Yep, roll an agility check. I rolled a 15. Yeah, you succeeded, and uh, you got that You got that jam, so he cannot cl- close the door. Oh, we just need to talk. Just gonna spark my fist in preparation. Uh, and he just kind of, like, shoves his shoulder against the door like he's trying to break the, the mop. Uh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Can I stealthily drop down onto this balcony? Roll a stealth check. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Plus 15. That's a 30, baby. Yeah, so the mop is still stuck in the door. He's kind of pressing his shoulder against it. As far as you can tell, he did not notice anything. No reaction. There you go. This will be a lot easier if you just cooperate. Can I uh, roll a perception check real quick to get a good look around the room? See if anyone else is in here. So the curtains are drawn, so you cannot... Uh-oh. Is this the guy that, like, whose van it was? Yeah, it is uh, Mr. Bill Braxton. Could I stealthily slide open the door and peek my head inside? You rolled a high enough stealth check that you can open that up. Am I still gonna have to roll a perception here, bud? I mean, you'll want to roll a perception, I imagine, but, like, I'm gonna say, yeah, you're able to open the door up. It's not even locked or anything. Okay, well, yeah, I'm gonna... Peek my head in and do my little perception. I rolled a 12 plus 6. That's an 18 altogether, buddy. Praxton is the only one in the room. Oh, awesome. I'm going to sneak up behind him. Uh, you can also see uh, that his arm is in, like, his one arm is in, like, a makeshift sling. So it's going to be easy. Cool. Can I see that his arm's in the sling? No, 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 because it's the shoulder that's, like, pressing up against the door. Are you going to make me roll another stealth check to get, like, right behind him? Yes. Okay, well, let me go ahead and do that real quick. 22. Yeah, my last two rolls have been nat 1s. Oh, that's rough. 
Yeah, you, you, he once again does not appear to take on any notice of anything. I want to get close enough to where he can feel my breath on the back of his neck and say, She said housekeeping, bud. Spark. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck indeed. How about you sit down for a minute? Unlocks door. If you just pull him away, the door was never actually fully closed. I'm gonna invite him to sit down and invite my friends inside. We're having a hotel party. And then I was just like, I don't know why they wouldn't assume that I'm working with a team. I literally never work alone. <laughs> Slumber party part two. Uh, everyone roll a perception check. Fifteen. Seventeen. Sixteen. Yeah, you all are very aware from the, the vest with the red beeping he is wearing. Oh, yikes. And his other hand, the one that's not in a sling, is uh, his, his hand around a, what looks to be a detonator. I swear to God, if you blow up, I'm going to kill you. I have an idea, but it's something another character would have to do. I mean, my reaction is to go, ah, and then punch him. I will just say, the idea I have, it's only Dan would be able to do it. Oh, I'm totally fine with using my hero point. Can you freeze the bomb? Will I have time? Oh, can we, can we duel? Can we, uh, I'm not like, like, can we both use our hero point to work together and like, Laser Hawk can zap and I can try to freeze this bomb? Yeah, we can try to do that. Like, I've, like, as soon as, like, my eye catches the bomb, I'm just like, oh, fuck, like, an instantaneous, like, shit! And, like, just, like, immediately start blasting with it as, like, much cold as I can. Can I, at the same time they're doing this, can I try and razzle-dazzle him to distract him from what they're doing? No, only because for team checks it has to all be the same attack type. Oh. Okay, I, I don't know, can I stab him? I mean, y- yeah, you could try to stab him. I mean, honestly, I'm thinking, since Dan and I both have hero points, if you were to, like, try and, like, freeze the vest, and I could maybe try to, like, disarm him and get the detonator out of his hand. So Dan used his hero point to hear Rachel's idea. I consider that, like, editing a scene. So Laserhawk is the only one with a hero point left. Well, I mean, I'm hanging on to that hero point in case I need to react to something real quick. Yeah, that's fair. I was going to say, we are dealing with a bomb. I'm going to want to try and disarm him. Okay, so you want to try to disarm, like, the detonator, and... Yeah, I want to get that detonator out of his fucking hand. Everyone roll initiative, because that's going to determine who gets to do what, since this, since we're no longer doing, like, a combined team attack, then. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yikes. 31. I even have a high modifier, and this is still going to suck. You're going before me. I can guarantee you're going before me, Dan. 11. Uh, oh, maybe not. I rolled three nat ones in a row. What the fuck? Dude, you need to swap die. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I appreciate playing on easy mode, but fuck. Uh, 14. So, Laserhawk is first to go, then. Uh, what are you gonna do? I'm going to disarm him. I assume that's gonna be some kind of a grapple check. Actually, disarm is its own check. Okay, am I rolling a basic unarmed, or am I rolling a taser fist? That's your call. It's your attack. I mean, well, with the taser fist, I get an extra one. So we're going to do that way. Okay. Uh, with minus two. Uh, 26. Yeah, you you definitely hit. Uh, so now we make an opposed check between the damage against uh, this character's strength. So you roll and add your damage. I roll and add strength. Wait, so also, Homie was just sitting around with the bomb vest on? You didn't ask any questions. You just popped in and then... I know, but still, I'm like, what the hell? Um, 21. You successfully... The detonator is like a cable, so it like just falls off to the side of him. But uh, yeah, you successfully knocked it out of his hand. Which is admittedly a chancy thing to do. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't realize it was attached to him, so... Alright, so then I believe is it, I believe it is Ruby's turn then? I would like to make a very dense box around the detonator. So he can't get to the button again. All right, uh, roll to try to trap the detonator. Okay, I rolled an 18, so 22 overall. All right, yeah, uh, you successfully trapped the detonator. Do you do anything else? So what's your plan, to blow up this establishment? Yardak, I believe it is your turn. Now I'm going to use all the strength I can to blast his bomb vest with a the coldest blast I can. Okay. Roll to hit. It's gonna be a blizzard up in here. 
like a, not a big blizzard because that was a seven and I have a 10 modifier. <laughs> All right. You, uh, you definitely hit, uh, you successfully freeze the whole bomb vest. Like you pretty much encapsulated his entire torso in ice. Pretty much fucked this guy's whole morning up. Yeah. Shouldn't be wearing a bomb vest. He was going to try and blow up Joshua. <laughs> not Dicky. We are out of initiative then. So, dickhead, you want to try this whole sitting down on the bed thing again, or what? Uh, uh, fine. Eh, that's what I thought. <laughs> These guys kind of suck, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys got one of those coffee brewers in here? I'm kind of feeling coffee. And he just kind of, like, not nods behind you to, like, the little kitchenette. Awesome. Uh, I'm gonna make coffee. Do you guys want anything while we interrogate this guy? I'm good, for now. Ruby goes to sit down on, like, an air- armchair, and she takes a really good looks at it, and makes her own chair. <laughs> You're telling me this this isn't a fine, upstanding establishment with the highest quality of goods and leathers? You're like, you want coffee? Bomb vest, do you want a coffee? Bomb vest. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, no thanks, I have water if I need. We know his name is Bill, right? But Oh yeah, Bill, you want a coffee? I said, would you like a coffee, Bill? Bill Praxton? Bill Praxton, whose license plate is, uh, on the van that he tried to use to commit a robbery yesterday? You fucking idiot, would you like some coffee? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Alright, awesome. Now look, usually I'd go through a whole rigmarole where I try to be scary, I'm making coffee the whole time. But honestly, I think you realize how fucked you are right now, so we're gonna make this simple. I'm going to ask you a series of very basic questions. Oh, Jesus. You're going to give me a series of very basic answers. Do we have an understanding here? Do you like cream with your coffee? Two creams, please. All right, awesome. For the record, I'm only giving them one. <laughs> you bastard. Ruby, like, kind of fa- Picard face palm? Where like, she, like, rubs her face at the end there? Oh, I don't tell him I'm only giving him one. No, not at that. At the Because you, she has to listen to the I'm going to ask a series of very basic questions again. Hey, it gets results. Fuck you. <laughs> It has worked 100% of the time so far. What's a couple of guys from Highwind doing here? Also, where are the rest of the guys? Getting some money, getting the hell out of here was the plan. I have a problem with that plan. Doesn't matter now. And then as soon as Ruby says that, I want to say, so where's the final stop? We're going to catch a boat to, to Cancun. Ah, lovely this time of year, I've heard. You came from Highwind. You had to have watched the news. What the fuck made you think coming to my city was a good idea? Here's your coffee. Uh, while this is going on, I kind of lean back to Yardak and be like, these are the most basic fucking criminals. <laughs> Last app on the tour. That's where we we're going to catch the boat. <sighs> I'm, I'm sorry to say, but I don't think that you're going to be getting to the Titanic today, Jack. No, I suppose not. So where are the rest of your buddies? They're in the fucking hospital after your friend got to him. Not our friends. Let's let's make that perfectly clear. We very much not our friend. We 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 pulled her away from you guys. I want to make that clear. Honestly, I don't like you, but she's a little shit. And I kind of I kind of kick you under the table when you say she. I'm like, don't give them that information. Yeah, they're in the hospital. I was hoping to lay low for a bit. They heal up. We catch the boat. Leave this whole fucking thing behind. Why the f- why the fucking bomb vest then? So just like a last resort? Had to be prepared. I knew uh, we had never been out, outmaneuvered, outgunned. Didn't know what was coming next. So suicide bombing was the next step? Seriously, I saw the vest and I thought that you were working for some kind of higher power or something. Seriously, this was just your last resort? You know, they've got rehabilitation programs in Connecticut prisons. They're not that bad. It's not like Highland. You can get a community college degree here. <laughs> You're going to jail, buddy. You know that, right? Yeah, can't imagine the health insurance is any worse. I mean, don't get me wrong. Losing your job and stuff, that's rough, but... Fuck, dude. Not the way to go about it. And again, you came from Highwind. You had to have known I was here. How did you think this was gonna end? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I really am at this point. <laughs> Like, I can only get angry if the person's fucking competent. Didn't think our little operation would really fly high enough on your radar. Nothing flies under my radar. I'm Laserhawk. Fine, whatever, take me in.
planned on it. I'm just going to make you feel bad about it a little bit longer. Here, sip some more of your coffee. Which hospital are your buddies at? I'm definitely not telling you that. I call uh, Zoe. Call Carl. He needs a win. Oh, I guess we should maybe call the cop whose name thing I got last night. Yeah, let's call Kurt. Officer Weathers. He seems like he needs a break in life. I call Officer Weathers. Officer Weathers. We found one of the Halloween gang. Is that? And then I just, I kind of like, I go to imagine I don't do it that well. That's diffused, right? That's diffused, right? I ask the guy. No, I just go to ask you too. I was like, is that diffused? I feel like you would know better than I do at Laser Hog. Uh, can I roll a perception to figure out a fine earth? No, uh, roll expertise military. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, even better. 25. Oh, yeah. You can tell just from looking at it, uh, from all the ice that it's, uh, dis- and the discoloration that it's definitely disarmed. Oh, yeah, that wire came loose. That wire's the one that did it. Yeah, he's wearing a bomb vest, but we took care of that. Wow. Capturing a, capturing a bank robber? who also is going to require me to call in the bomb squad. Well, this is going to look great. I have a question. What does he look like? Is he a himbo? Patrick Warburton. Yeah, like kind of Patrick Warburton, but a little more like uh, like portly, and I imagine like a very like a very thick mustache. And I'm also going to say ginger. He's, gi- he's ginger. He's a cop, and then you say Patrick Warburton, but portly with a mustache. And I was like, did you just fucking describe Paul Blart? This guy definitely has muscles, because he's a himbo. Dad bod. Himbo. Sure, sure. Anyway, we're focusing a little too much on Officer Weathers' physique. Yeah, I apparently the others are in the hospital after uh, the new Hornet got to them. I He won't say what hospital, though. We're still working on getting that information. Only so many people can come in. Only so many groups of people can come in last night with multiple injuries. Oh, that's true. How many hospitals? This is me asking you, RC. How many hospitals are in this city? Uh, varying sizes. The big one is definitely Riverside General. Okay, I'll call that. That's like in downtown area, um, but like Riverside definitely has like some small like uh, like emergency uh, urgent care kind of deals. Uh, I give him the ho- motel we're at, and I give him the room number. And uh, he says, "Well, we'll be there soon. Thanks a lot." Okay, I'm gonna say you guys can watch him for a second, right? I'm still lecturing him. Okay, great. I would like to go and talk to Joshua and tell him the situation's out of, like under control, and also give him a warning for his other clients of the motel that the cops are coming, and maybe they should stay away. You can put your moped back outside, Dickie. Joshua is definitely like, oh, wow, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the heads up. No problem. Begins, like, hiding cash. <laughs> Ooh, he's been in on it this whole time. He's the mastermind. And then I, I go back up, and I start using the visual aid phone, and I call uh, Riverside General. Okay, are you just going to start calling hospitals? Can you call your phone the audio aid? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just going to call the hospital. Is Also, is Riverside General the closest to hospital to, like, the north side? Uh, no, it'd be, like, an urgent care. Okay. I'll call Riverside General first, and Riverside General is downtown, and they were in the north end, and then headed further north. Like they never, none, you never saw them in downtown. Okay, you know what? Because it's the biggest one, I assume that maybe if their injuries were bad enough, they would have gotten moved there anyway. So I'm just going to call them first. Okay. I was going to ask the hospital if people with those injuries came in. Probably trying to scoop them up as well. Yeah. Or would they already be in custody because they got fucking it up? I was just surprised that you're focusing so much on on capturing these injured guys. We've seen what happens when we give you a loose plot thread, RC. Never again. Because otherwise, that's how we end up with a giant fucking jack-o'-lantern trying to beat us up in seven episodes. I'm gonna stop lecturing these guys and text my son and tell him I love him and I hope he's having a nice day. Uh, yeah, he texts back. Love you, Dad. Instead, I text Bethany and... And say, oh my god, I have to tell you about the most basic effing criminal. And then I send a gift from the good place of Eleanor going, you're basic. Yeah, you get a a laughing uh, response back from Bethany. Great. What is Yardek thinking? What is Yardek feeling right now? Um, he's kind of (laughs) hungry. I didn't get to have breakfast. I just had that little bit of coffee. And then we came here. Let's go to Denny's. I fucking love Denny's. 
Well, I could pick up a couple of side orders of sausage for the dogs. Nice. Okay, so yeah, you get your you get your sausage from Denny's. Um, take it back to the dogs. Laserhawk, you get a text. I fucking knew that was coming. Hey, Regina, how you doing? Can you can you meet me back at the bank? What time? Now. I'm already there. Turns to them. Hey guys, I'll be right back. I got a text from our new friend. I mean, if you're in the van, we can all just go. Do you care if I bring my friends? Fine. Alright, let's go. Road trip. Now we're listening to Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, you arrive. She's wearing the Hornet outfit, and she but and she waves you up from the, uh, at you from the roof. Boing. I kind of glare at the Hornet outfit for a second. No, fucking deal with it. I'll see what the kid wants before I give her a shit. And yeah, when you all get up there, uh, she removes the she removes the mask. I heard about what you did did this morning, capturing that capturing that guy. You gotta take care of business, kid. Yeah, just thought I'd uh. I thought I'd come clean. Regina's not my name. Alright. What is your name? My name's Pam. This isn't one of my complications that I'm trying to build up a repertoire with this kid. I walk up to her, take off my mask, and extend my hand. Brock Balea. Chapter 42. First in, last out. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The podcast is written, produced, and passive-aggressively mentored by myself, R.C. Byler. This week's episode was sponsored by our very own Pope Brandon Brownson. You can leave us a review on podchaser.com if you want to give us some feedback about the show. Your review might even be read out in a future episode. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by A.J. Solomon. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. Pleasant episode. God, this wasn't even traumatizing. I know. Yeah. And uh Ruby, while uh while everyone is up on the roof and we just got introduced to to Pam, not Regina, you get a call and it's from Rickard. Hey Ruby, I uh I got some bad news. I I just got called in for a deposition. Um I'm gonna have to go on the stand about what happened last year. Rachel watches too much court TV. It's just like they were going to get out of that. And I go, <sighs> not, it's not unexpected, but I'm sorry you have to go through that. Well, Lewis said y'all might have to as well.